Welcome to Triumphant's Podcast with Pastor Perrin, preaching on the Word of God. Reading from Matthew chapter 24, again, verses 45 through 51, 45 through 51. It reads like this from the English Standard Version. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find him doing so when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed and begins to beat his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour he does not know. And will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of God for the people of God, and so we say thanks be to God. I would like to get our title for this sermon this morning from this text, from our text. In fact, it's from the text that we preached from on Thursday night. In verse number 44, it says, at an hour you do not expect. And this morning, from our passage in verse number 50, it says, at an hour he does not know on a day when he does not expect. And so I want to preach from the title, Expect the Unexpected. Expect the Unexpected. Those of you who know the worth of prayer, please pray my strength in the Lord. I want to ask that question again that we asked as we sang that last song. Are you ready for more? Are you ready for more in 2021? What if God wants to set you over more in 2021. Are you ready? What if God has greater for you in 2021? Are you ready? What if God wants to expand your capacity in 2021? Are you ready? Are you ready for more in 2021. I know it doesn't rhyme, but I want you to, to reflect on this helpful question this morning. Are you ready for more? Perhaps we should even ask the question, do you even want God to do more through you in 2021? I say that this is a helpful question to reflect on as we look at our passage this morning because this, in fact, is the dilemma, dilemma and the tension of our passage this morning. Jesus is giving this parable of these two servants, one servant who is called blessed and the other servant who is called wicked. The servant who is called blessed is the one who, when the master comes back, after the master has put the servants in control over the affairs of the household. There's the servant who is called blessed, who is attending to the affairs well. They have been faithful and they have been a wise, prudent 
diligent servant, but there's another servant, a wicked servant, who says to himself, my master is delayed. And he begins to beat his fellow servants, treating them unfairly and unjustly. He eats and drinks with drunkards, living a reckless, abandoned life without any repercussions or considerations for his actions. Jesus says that on a day when that servant does not expect him, at an hour he does not know his master is going to come back. And the dilemma and the idea that Jesus wants his disciples and subsequently he wants us to wrestle with is the question of reflection that's found in verse number 45. He opens up this portion of his discourse with this question. He says, who then is the faithful and wise servant? And by asking that, what Jesus was really asking his disciples, and by way of asking them, he's really asking you and I today, he's asking us, which servant are we? Are we the servant who the master will elevate and set over more? Or are we the servant who isn't given more because their master's return was unexpected and caught them off guard and they were found to be negligent? Which servant are you? Which servant am I? That's the question Jesus is posing in verse number 45. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? He's asking us, which one, which one are you? See, I believe that this could be the year. This could be the year where God wants to set you over more. This could be the year that God has more in store for you. This is, could be the year where God blesses you with more. This could be the year where God puts you over more. But are you ready for more? What our passage this morning is designed to teach us is that those who expect the unexpected are those who are ready for more and are given more. I want to say it again because perhaps you don't hear anything else I say. You need to hear this. This is the takeaway. This is what this passage is designed to teach us is that those who expect the unexpected, they are the ones who are ready for more. And they are the ones who are given more. However, on the other hand, this passage also gives us a cautionary warning, a cautionary tale. It is that those who aren't expecting the unexpected, not only are they found to be unprepared, but also they are the ones who do not get more. See, the key thing that we need to grasp and see in this passage this morning is the mindset that governs and directs the actions and the decisions of the wicked servant versus the mindset that governs the actions and the decisions of the faithful, wise, diligent, prudent, blessed servant. I want you to listen what the wicked servant says to himself in verse number 48. That wicked servant says to himself, 
my master is delayed. The wicked servant says to himself, my master is delayed. And as a result of this mindset, he is caught unprepared because his master comes back when he wasn't expecting him because he thought his master was delayed. In other words, he wasn't expecting the unexpected. Growing up, I don't know if this happened in your home, but this happened in my home. My sister Tiffany and I, our parents would go out somewhere and they would tell us that they were going to be back at a certain time and they would leave us with certain responsibilities, things that they wanted to make sure was done by the time they got home. They needed to make sure that the trash was taken out, that the dishes were done, that our beds were made, that the floors had been swept. And we would, we, what we would do was, I don't know if this happened to y'all, but we would wait until a few minutes before they were coming back to get everything together. That, that happened to anybody else's house? But the thing that was most nerve-wracking was when we heard the garage door opening before we expected them home. That would be the thing that would be nerve-wracking. They would come in the house and see us scrambling, trying to get everything together. And that is the picture that Jesus is trying to pull together for us in this message, in this passage. He is trying to drill into their mind and our minds. Is that how we govern ourselves when we don't know what to expect, when things are in, are unexpected, we ought to govern ourselves during those times as if we are expecting the unexpected. When there is a delay, what do you do? See, it's the delay for me. Jesus, in this passage, y'all, he has been responding to this question that they asked to him back in chapter 24, verse number 3. They said to Jesus, tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of age? They are asking, when are you going to come back? And here's what Jesus has been saying to them over and over again, like a drumbeat, pounding it, drilling it into their heads over and over again. He says in verse number 36, no one knows. Nobody knows when I'm coming back. Jesus even goes so far as to say that it hasn't even been revealed to him. It's been withheld from him. Him and God, the Father, they have, they have come up with an agreement that Jesus doesn't even know. No one knows. Then verse number 42, he says, therefore stay awake for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. He is drilling this idea of this delay and you don't know. He then goes on to say in the verse number 44, it's going to be at an hour you do not expect. Y'all hear the drumbeat again. In verse number 50, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. At an hour, he does not know. He's not finished beating this drum. 
at the end of verse number 13 in chapter 25, he says, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. See, y'all, it's the delay for me because Jesus is trying to help them understand that how you govern yourselves in the delay is important. Some of us, we don't live expecting the unexpected. Some of us, we don't live sensing that Jesus' return is imminent. And in this year where we don't know what to expect, I want this passage to help us to expect the unexpected. Last year, it hit us, and we didn't even know it hit us. But this year, we should not enter into 2021 without the awareness that we need to expect the unexpected. If there's something that 2020 has taught us, it is to expect the unexpected. And some of you, you're saying to yourself, what do I do in this season where I don't know what to expect? What do I do in this season of uncertainty? What do I do in this season where we don't know when this is going to end? What do we do? Jesus says, because you don't know when I'm coming back, you need to expect the unexpected. See, when we don't live with Jesus' return in mind, and when we don't sense that his return is imminent, we are negligent instead of diligent. We are like my sister and I when we think that our parents are coming back at a certain time, and what are we doing? We are loafing around playing games on the phone, watching TV. I probably was watching too many episodes of the Cosby show. And here comes the garage door opening. I don't know if it's a garage door for you. Maybe you heard that beep beep on the alarm when the door opened and you were like, oh my goodness, my parents are home and I did not expect it. Here's the thing. Jesus says, don't be caught off guard. He says, instead of being negligent, be diligent. See, what happens is when we don't live expecting the unexpected and when we don't live knowing that Jesus' return is imminent, we're not faithful. We're not consistent. We're not prudent. In fact, anybody can get it right if you know what to expect. If you know that the timing is going to be this time, we all have time to get it together. But Jesus says you don't know. And since you don't know, you need to live expecting the unexpected because he doesn't want us to be caught off guard when he comes back. I want to encourage somebody. I want to encourage myself. Don't get caught off guard this year. Because something springs on you unexpectedly. An opportunity comes to your doorstep unexpectedly and you're not ready for it. 
See, the lie that many of us tell ourselves is that when the opportunity comes, when the promotion comes, when the elevation comes, when it comes time for us to be set over more, that we will get ready. But that is not the passage, what the passage teaches. The passage is saying, listen, you know you'll be ready if you expect the unexpected. Don't wait until the opportunity presents itself to get ready. Be ready by expecting the unexpected. In verse number 46, it says here, blessed is that servant whom his master comes back. The servant whom his master comes back and finds him so doing when he comes. What is he doing? What is the servant doing, the blessed servant, the wise, the faithful, the prudent servant? He is plugging away. He has his head down, and he is taking care of business because he is expecting and he's thinking, my master might come back at any time, so I need to be about his business when he comes back. I don't know when he's going to come back. And so since I don't know what to expect, I need to be plugging away with my head down, taking care of business, expecting that he's going to come back at any time. See, the reality is that there are repercussions for our decisions or lack thereof either way. Whatever decision we make, there are repercussions for that decision. This blessed servant, it says, verse number 47, truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. The master is going to set him up and he's going to give him more. He is presenting him with an opportunity to do and to be over charge of more. He is getting a promotion. He is being elevated. Why? Because when the servant, when the master came back, the servant was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was being faithful. He was being wise. Verse number 45 says he was feeding his other servants that were his counterparts, he was giving them food at their proper time. He wasn't loafing. He wasn't wasting time. But what his master had set him over, what his master had given to his hands to do, he was found diligently and faithfully in a prudent way attending to those affairs. And as a result of that, he was elevated. Because he was expecting the unexpected, he was set over all his possessions. Yesterday, I, um, after I came home from studying, I told Mason and Jack a while ago they had gotten in trouble, my two oldest sons. Um, they had done something they weren't supposed to do. They were being children. And so I told them at that time that they were going to have a punishment, and their punishment was going to have to be to clean the car. And so um, some time had gone by, and they thought that I had forgotten. I came home yesterday, and I sprung on them. I said, listen, y'all going to go clean the car today. They weren't expecting it at all. And they went outside and got the vacuums. I said, do y'all have a plan? They said, no. I said, well, you need to come up with a plan of what you're going to do to get this car clean because y'all got sunflower seeds all over the, the um, bottom of the, of, 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 the, of the car, and you got um, cereal at the bottom of the car and just stuff everywhere. Y'all got to clean this car. What's going to be your plan? So they went outside. They had their little plan together, and they came back about 30, 45 minutes later, and I had to go inspect what they had done. 
I, I knew that they were expecting me to inspect, but I didn't think that they would do a good job. And so I went outside to inspect what they had done. And to my surprise, they had done an exceptional job. I mean, that floor was so clean. I said, oh, my goodness. I am so proud of y'all. You did an exceptional job. And here's what I told them. What I want you to do now is, instead of me taking to the car wash in the future, I'm going to get y'all to clean out the car because you showed me you can do a good job. See, there are repercussions. There are consequences for our actions either way. See, had they done a poor job, they would have had to go out there and do it again. And now that they did a good job, they're going to have to do it in the future. And some of y'all, y'all saying, that's why I don't want to do a good job. Because I don't want God to set me over anything more. I don't want any more responsibility. I don't want any more work to do. I ain't got time for that. But hear this. What this passage also teaches us is that if Jesus comes back and he sees that we were not expecting his return, there are going to be consequences for that decision too. That if we are loafing and we want to shriek our responsibilities because we say we don't want anything more, we don't want to do anything more, here it is. Jesus is going to come back and he's going to catch you loafing. And he's going to be grossly disappointed because what he has placed in your hands to take care of, you have not been diligent over. Instead of being diligent, you've been negligent. And don't think that God's word is not true. Oftentimes, we, we don't want to talk about the consequences of not being faithful to God. We know that if we place our faith in Jesus Christ, that we make it into heaven. And so we think that we could just live any kind of way because we're just going to make it into heaven. And our clothes are going to be singed behind us because we're just going to barely make it in. But listen. If that's the way you live, that means that you're really not expecting Jesus' return. Because you know that when Jesus comes back, he don't play. He's going to know whether or not you were expecting his return, whether or not you believed in his return by how you governed yourselves while you were waiting for him. See, it's the delay for me, folks. Because how we govern ourselves in the delay is so important. It says here that when the master in verse number 50 comes back to the wicked servant, he will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and he will cut him in pieces, and he will put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, I, I know, I know this, ain't, this ain't good preaching for y'all because nobody wants to talk about hell these days anymore. But the truth of the matter is you don't want to take a chance with hell. You, you don't want to take a chance. You don't want to wake up one morning and be like, oh, this hell is real. 
Listen, there's some things perhaps you could take a chance on, perhaps you could recover from. You can lose your job, perhaps you could find another job. You can uh, not have food and you can find some food to eat. You can lose some money, you can recover from that. But there is one thing that you cannot recover from, and it is waking up and finding yourself in hell. Because once you're there, there's no return. Return. And, and I know this sounds harsh for me to talk about this, but listen, what kind of preacher would I be if I don't tell you the reality, if I don't tell you the truth? The truth is, is that hell exists. And when it talks about here a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, it is talking about the utter darkness that those who do not have faith in Jesus are thrown into. Matter of fact, we will see over the next couple of weeks that it is something that Jesus repeats. He talks about that place. That dark place where there will be crying and gnashing of teeth. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know how, how it is in your household, but, but our, our, our youngest, our three-year-old, he, he starts to, 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 um, to grind his teeth at night. And that thing, oh, my goodness, that thing wears Lady Key and I out. We can't sleep because of that grinding of the teeth. Well, here it is, is that for an eternity, what you're going to hear is people grinding their teeth in regret. And they're going to be crying, and you're not even going to be able to see them. All you're going to hear is sounds of crying and wailing and screaming of regret and people gnashing and grinding their teeth. That is not a place that you want to take a chance on going to. Listen, I would... I would much rather love you into heaven. But if I have to scare you into heaven, it'll be worth it so that you miss hell. See, what we need to know is that not only will we be rewarded in heaven for us being faithful, but in addition, if we are not faithful, if we are negligent, if Jesus finds us loafing on something that he has graciously given us to attend to, we may find ourselves in hell. See, oftentimes when we don't know what to expect or no one is inspecting what we're doing, we tend to give little to no effort. And what we need to know is what this pastor is saying to us is because we don't know when Jesus is expected, we need to govern our lives expecting him to come at any moment. And what the application of it is for us is that not only will we be ready when Jesus comes, but when Jesus brings us opportunity, he wants to elevate us. He wants to give us more here on earth, even in this year. We'll be ready because we have been diligently attending to that which he has placed in our hands. Because we have to remember that most often, opportunity comes when you least expect it. Opportunity comes when you least expect it. If you don't believe me, ask David. David was anointed king when he least expected it. He was outside. He wasn't even counted among the brothers who they thought that Samuel was coming to anoint as king. He wasn't even expecting it. And here God comes anointing David. If you don't believe me, just ask Moses, was he expecting it? Moses had no idea that God would show up to him in a burning bush. If you don't believe me, ask Peter, was he expecting it when Jesus rolled out to him at the sea and said, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Ask Paul if Paul was expecting it when he got knocked down and, he, and Jesus showed himself to him on his way to Damascus. 
See, opportunity comes most often when we least expect it. And what I want us to get as we head into 2021 is this year we need to expect the unexpected. God wants to elevate you. God wants to promote you. God wants to give you more. If you are alive, it is because there's more for you to do. And God wants to give you more. Don't get caught loafing because you weren't expecting the unexpected. Don't get caught living recklessly, drinking with drunkards, not thinking that there are any consequences for your decisions. Don't get caught loafing when Jesus comes back. If we're not operating now, how we think we will operate when the opportunity comes, when the opportunity comes, we will not be ready. We think that we'll have time to get the house in order before our, before our, our brother, big brother Jesus comes back. But I want this word this morning from this passage to ignite your faith. To ignite your faith because you're trying to figure out what do I do in this year where everything is unexpected. What, what do I do in this year where I don't know what to expect? What do I do in this year of uncertainty? What do I do in this year when I don't know when things will end? I want to tell you, expect the unexpected. Be faithful over that which God has placed in your hands to do. Don't be looking for other opportunities. Find yourself faithful over what God has put in your hands to do. It says that this servant was faithful and wise. That idea of wise there is the idea of prudent and sensible. It is the idea of being responsible for that which the master left in his hand. I want you to be faithful. I want you to be responsible. And we need to be diligent. Not negligent. Allow this word to ignite your faith this morning. Allow this word to let you remember that Jesus is indeed coming back. I know it's been a delay, and I know you're saying to yourself, I don't know if Jesus is ever coming back, and that's how many of us live our lives. We live our lives as if we don't think that Jesus is ever going to come back, but guess what? Jesus is soon to come. His return is imminent, and when we have that faith, when we have that faith, the scriptures tells us that faith Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so when we have that faith and we are those who diligently seek, uh, seek him, we can know that God is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. For those who are diligent, he rewards them. And I want to tell you this, that what Jesus has for you, it is out of this What Jesus has for you, it is better than the things that you can imagine for yourself. What Jesus' plans are for you, they are better than your plans for 2021, I promise you. Jesus' plans for us 
are out of this world. And as we go into 2021, let's go expecting the unexpected. You don't know what to expect? I want you to expect the unexpected by being faithful, by being wise and prudent and responsible and diligent. Don't be negligent. Be diligent. And know that the more that God has for you, the elevation and the promotion that God has for you, it'll come when you least expect it. But you will be prepared for more. Thank you for listening. If you would like to know more about Triumphant Church, visit us at thetriumphantchurch.org or you can contact us at 301-559-2200.